With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Awesome. I think we're we're uh, we're recording now. Okay. Hold on a second. Hey. Yes. Hey. Yes. So, that we're gonna do a circle, uh, a, a circle shirk. I hope Stop not. Stop shirking off. Stop <laughs> shirking off and get serious. <laughs> Don't shirk me around. We're we're trying to get something done here. Yeah. So, yeah, did, so uh, did you get so, a chance? So is, is is this your secret talk shoe? No, this is the 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 one that we've always used. So make sure you disable it as, as soon as it, it uploads. Yeah, and I'll probably notice a guest popping on, but if I do, then I'll let you guys know. All right. Uh, uh, that first letter. Did you see the uh, the letter, uh, Mike? Uh, like the the second email I sent you. Uh yeah. What was that? Did they just serve you with? Like, did they serve you with everything, and you didn't just you just didn't send the yeah uh, motion? yeah the 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 five uh, pages that I had emailed you previously were attached behind this, and then uh, okay. so they had like extra, and then they had the uh, like their affidavit yeah affidavit, yeah, and and then they had a copy of the email, and then they they reprinted the same document like five times, you know the. The one for the facts and this and that. But did you see the lawyer? He says, "Kindly govern yourself, comma." And then he wrote his uh, Jeffrey there. Yeah, that's a polite way of saying. That's a kind way of saying "fuck you." <laughs> oh, is it? Govern, govern yourself accordingly. That's what I used to write. Yeah, but oh. that's, that's being a dick, though. He said it kindly, so it's okay, I guess. If you say govern yourself accordingly, it kind of sounds a little mean and aggressive, telling people what to do. It's almost borderline an or else. Yeah. Oh, I see. I I didn't think it that way. No, he's talking about the way I worded it, not the way they worded it. Listen up. Yeah, he's he's telling you to control yourself, basically. All right. Govern means to limit or control. Yeah, yeah, like a governor on a car or whatever. Yeah. So he's kindly being a dick. Okay. <laughs> whatever. I guess there's humor and everything. So, um, uh, so what? 
what's going on? So this is, you just got a letter from them? I, uh, my wife got served at school. I got an email, uh, and, and then my wife got served at school. And then we got, how many, how many times has that, that woman gone to your wife's school? Well, she went one time and then the next day she phoned school. So it's only been and two she, And they went now. And then service, yeah. Well, no, the service is, a, is the lawyer or, or the, it's a process server. But who are they working for? Well, they were working yeah. for the lawyer. For the lawyer? The lawyer was acting on behalf of Carly or the director. Correct. Do you check this out, Vital? The first document he got, Carly was the applicant, and now all of a sudden the applicant is something ridiculous like director, family, and ch- family, whatever, child family services enhancement act. So all of a sudden they just switch plaintiffs. But, um, yeah, they keep at it. I, so they they said you're in breach of the court order, but they didn't serve the court order until how many days later? Well, they're claiming they faxed it, which I don't have a fax. I never receive a fax. And then they claim they emailed it uh, four hours before the order had to be completed. And then I got serviced uh, six days by mail after it was supposed to be completed. Okay, so I think one notice should be something, because there's an old maxim of law, um, impossibilities of the law are not required, meaning there's no way they can tell you to do something that's absolutely impossible. So if you didn't get... You can't do something in the past. Yep. So um, it's an impossibility of law. Okay. Hey, yeah, I guess you yeah. Have to, uh, must be my internet must be bad today. Yeah. Um, um, internet. I thought, I thought you got it on the phone. Yeah, it's on the phone, but it's through uh, like I phone through Skype to get to my talk show. Uh-huh. It's always worked good, but today I guess I don't know what's wrong with the internet. But anyhow, you said impossibility of law, notice of impossibility of law, and then I lost you. You can't do something in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that part. Yeah, they can't they can't order you to do something and then say you're in contempt because you didn't do it six days before you were told. Yeah. There's no way you can do something six days before you're aware. Yeah. And I um I think I would ignore the um the emails. Don't let them serve you by email, that's bullshit. 
Didn't we already deal with that before? Yeah, they was just, a public they just, server. They just keep emailing. Yeah, but it's Leo's fault too. Carl told him to call her. I don't know why he does this to people all the time, but Carl told him because he got served by email. Carl freaked out on him and told him he has to get his ass on the phone and call them. I don't know why Carl keeps telling people to do that. I think you got to have a talk with him and straighten him out. Probably. <laughs> um, so Rock Angela couldn't straighten him out. <laughs> Carl's gone cat shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you live with that many dirty cats and kitty litter and shit, probably in dogs everywhere. Fucking shitty litter. <laughs> I was there. I was there just uh, as long as it took to download my videos to his laptop, and that was head shit crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because every town has a crazy cat lady. <laughs> Carl's it. Yeah. Well, he's combined dog and cat. <laughs> Freaking unbelievable, man! A grown man. 11 dogs, they're running off all the time. He's chasing them. Then he tries to get me to go around. He wants me to go with my minivan through the fields looking for his dogs. <laughs> well, yeah, I think my the first notice should be about it's impossible to comply with an order from the future. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm going to word it like that, but... From the past, Not I think another notice maybe could be um, that you have never met, spoken to, or have any contract with any woman or any any man or woman named director, blah, 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 um, and, that, and that you do not believe you've caused him any harm, loss, or injury, or breached any contract, therefore it has no standing. Um, I'm also wondering if there should be a notice uh, about nobody has a vested interest in your property. Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, th that probably should be the first notice with the evidence of the contract that uh, you have a vested interest or a right to administrate my property. So you can say the A or whatever. So I, I, I that's what I say. One, I would say two or all of those notices. And should I should I bring the the first two note like the the first two notices that I mailed? Also add those in there too, or didn't you already do those? Well, I did them, but I never received confirmation that they were that were that they're in the file. Well, one of them is in the mail. Well, one's in the mail. The the other one they've never mailed back. He mailed it. He mailed it in to file it, and he doesn't know if it's in the file or not yet. They didn't send his documents back. You mean in the in the court case? You mean? Yeah. Well, that's a quick phone call to the clerk and say, "Hey, uh, uh, what's the status of this case? What's the last few things that were filed?" Yeah, that's what I said. There you go. See.
But if I'm driving tomorrow to go file these, then I can ask that at the same time, and then I can add those notices too if, if they're not in there? Yep. Okay. Um, well, I don't know about that because if they're, when did you mail them? Well, one of them was mailed Monday, like a day ago, and the other one was mailed Monday a week ago, a week and a day ago. And they did receive the other one, but I don't have confirmation of that one. And the one I mailed yesterday, they didn't receive it yet, obviously. Well, he sent it registered mail, so he knows they got it, but he doesn't know if they filed it or anything yet. Did Did somebody sign for it? Yeah, it was it was picked up because the signature was required. I think I think uh, doing like duplicates might not harm anything, but it may confuse things. And if you send it registered mail, if they sign for it, then they have to answer why they're not in the file. You know, okay. maybe they didn't process it yet, but at some point they have to put them in there. It's just my next court date is in three days, like it's on Friday. I got served today for it to be in court in three days. Which is bullshit. That's I, I don't even think they're allowed to do that for an emergency injunction. Well, I think emergency injunction is ex parte. But I, as far as I know, like even even family court here, you got to serve the other side at least seven days in advance. What? So you, you, there's a court hearing coming up on Friday. Well, there was a court hearing coming up on Tuesday, like the Tuesday the 15th. And today we were served that uh, they want to imprison us. They, they want a, uh, a warrant of arrest or an arrest warrant for imprisonment. And that's what they're going to discuss on Friday. They want, a, they want an order finding him in contempt of the court order. And they want arrest warrants to pick him up and jail him to ensure his, him and his wife to ensure their attendance in court. And if you remember last time he went, well, a fellow named Leo went to court, but, but him and his wife didn't go. The judge actually, no, the, the judge actually yeah. wrote that the parties did not appear, but that a fellow named Leo did. They called him a fellow. A, a, a gentleman, yeah. Oh, a gentleman? Well, on, on written, it was called gentleman. And in in person, or I mean, when when I was standing there, he called me a fellow, like a fellow man. Uh, just a fellow. We should ask him. Did you just call me a fellow man. Yeah. <laughs> but I think on the on the paper, it, uh, he calls me as as a like in the order as a gentleman. I I would I wouldn't file those uh, duplicate notices. I would just bring it with me on Friday. And uh, on Friday, go early before court and go and look and see if they're in the file. If they're not, then you could file them in there or just, uh, you know. Well, the the last time I tried to file right there, they said no, you have to. You can't file that day that you because they they say the judge has the the file or whatever, right? Yeah, I've had that before too. Yeah, they say well, well we can, you can you can just have extra copies and and pass them up when you're there. Uh, at yeah. the last court, I tried to pass them. They, they didn't accept Recall. them. Stop. You're going to get them in trouble. That doesn't work. You don't show up to court and hand them a notice. It's ambush. They won't take it. 
He's got to he's, okay. he's got to file it. Make sure it's filed before the court date, because they're going to tell him, "Go fuck yourself. We're not taking it. It hasn't been it hasn't been properly filed." Because that's what they okay. did last time. Well, it's not a family court here, but we we've done that many times. Yeah, it's not here. Well, at least not. Oh, because probably because probably because they're trying to ambush him anyway. But yeah, you're trying to control the whole thing. Yeah, because so last, you, last uh, time I had notices that I tried to file, they didn't take, and I tried to hand them in, and they they wouldn't, they didn't, they didn't take them, like when I was standing at court. Have you uh, listened to the to that David uh, uh, audio that guys has up on his? Yeah, I think he talked too much, but I don't know. You think? So why are you promoting? Why are you promoting a shitty audio recording? No, I'm just trying to say that you you, you know that's something you you shouldn't do. Yeah, okay, yeah, wait. okay. I don't see the point in telling somebody to listen to something terrible. I think it makes more sense to tell them how to do things right. Why clutter their head with garbage? Well, my point was, you know, if he had listened, you know, he he right away said, "I think he talked too much," and that's the point. The point is to learn from his mistakes. Oh, the point you know, he went in there. He went in there trying to be a man, but then he he is getting on the witness stand and answering all kinds of questions and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, but all you're going to do is put bad ideas into people's head. It doesn't make sense to teach them what not to do. It it makes more sense to teach them what to do properly. But the problem that we encounter with that is that when we're telling people that they're not believing. So they're going to listen to somebody else running off their mouth in court, and that's going to make them believe. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, well, why don't you just say don't talk in court? Then you don't have to waste your time listening to a whole bunch of bad information. Uh, we've said that many times, don't talk in court, and what happens? So you're going to encourage them to listen to people talking in court. That doesn't really make sense. Yeah, don't do this. Okay, so tell them don't talk in court. Instead That's an example of what not to do. Okay, well, don't tell people to listen to that on my call because I'm not promoting that. All right. I don't see any benefit to teaching people or to making people listen to something bad and telling them not to do it. I think it just makes sense to tell them not to do it. Because people are fucking stupid. They're going to listen to it and say, oh, that was a good point. I'm going to write that down in my notes. Well, I mean, I get your point, but if somebody can see what not to do, then they'll think, hey, you know, that didn't work out too good. I don't, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I don't know. This sounds like a bad idea to me. See, my plan you know, but. You know, my, my plan is to do the same thing I did last time, is I do not understand what you're saying. Did you read my notices? Now, if he orders at the end, if he keeps, or if he orders a, an imprisonment or a warrant or whatever, then I'm. that's where you have to talk and, and say, like they're trying to imprison the person, not the man. 
like if they don't have, they don't have jurisdiction if they don't get jurisdiction over me as a man, then they'll try to imprison the person. How are you going to imprison the person? They take your birth certificate or something? Well, that's 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 what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, if they want the person, give them the birth certificate. Is this what you're talking about? Who's liable for this? Yeah. Because I'm I'm okay standing there for as long as I want. And I don't understand what you're saying. Did you read my notice? Do you understand my notice? And you know. But see, another point is I know they do it all the time, but I don't think, like, whether it's criminal or civil, I don't think they're allowed to have a judge rule on, on well, I guess, well, yeah, because uh, it's different in this case because somebody else, the other party's bringing the, the motion for contempt. But if, uh, if a judge, if a... If a judge holds you in contempt or he charges you with contempt or whatever, he can't really rule on it. It has to be a jury deciding whether you're in contempt or not. Or another judge? No, it has to be a jury. Oh, it has to be a jury. Okay. As far as I know, I'm just going off something I read from um, the United States Supreme Court, but... um, the idea is it's a conflict of interest for a judge to for a judge to make the order and then in, and then enforce it too. Okay. To say, oh, I believe you're in contempt, and then now I'm going to sentence you. I'm going to judge you and sentence you for contempt. Then it's like judge, jury, execution, or the whole bit. Yeah. Like, how can he say, well, I'm charging you with contempt? And I'm going to do a trial on this contempt, and I'm going to find you guilty of contempt, and then I'm going to sentence you for contempt. Yeah. And he can't do all those. Not the same guy. It's a conflict of interest. But I'm not sure if that applies in your case because the other party brought the contempt. So I guess it's just the judge deciding on it. He's not the one that, that brought it up. Now, in their affidavit, they said that the the uh, the the mail that express post on November nineteenth, like they they have two affidavits saying that, and then I in the last two pages I printed out the Canada Post and it was only mailed on on November twentieth, so they actually only put it in the Canada Post the day after I was supposed to do it, right? So do I argue that point at all on Friday? Like, is that a good point to argue? Well, I would... um, About the tracking number? Yeah, I think I would probably bring it up. I'm not exactly sure how, but it might... You probably would want to put the... um, the, uh, It's an envelope you have? Yeah, yeah, it's an envelope with with a tracking number on it. And then I printed out the Canada Post tracking number. And then they have the tracking number in their affidavit saying that but on top of the affidavit, they have a tracking number, then it says it was sent on November 19th. Yeah, so the notice would probably say something like... Um, you guys fucking lied? No, sorry. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I require you to cut your bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah, something like uh, in Carly Hoag's affidavit, she states that... 
uh, I don't know, something, 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 see Exhibit A, and put her affidavit in there, and then say uh, the alleged order um, was not sent until one day after uh, I don't know exactly. It'll take a while to think about how to word it, whatever. But um, well, you could just put the victim there. It was not. I was not sent until this day, and ordering me to do something on this day, which is impossible. Yeah, but just just something like um, in her affidavit, she says, "Yeah, I guess." Yeah, it's kind of. It's probably good to point out that she's a fucking liar, and. In the first court, uh, the judge had asked her if, if he was properly served uh, by all those dates. And it's the same thing. I was supposed to be served prior to October 31st, and they only put it in the mail October 31st. And then I received it November 2nd, you know, the, the first thing there. So well, I think, I think the, I don't know if it's the same everywhere, but I think as soon as you drop it in the mail, they've been served. The timestamp is what counts. The the pickup or, or or when you mail it. The timestamp well at the post office. Oh, okay. So she was still late the first time because I was she was supposed to be I was supposed to be served before October thirtieth and she mailed it October thirtieth. Yeah. So because it, it, it says here's, prior to. Here's, uh, here's another uh, line of thought. Uh, uh, well, one thing, one, one question in reading this. This is saying that uh, on number 5C, that the next hearing there is the 7th 15th. What's Friday? She just, see, that's what I don't get is she serves him three days before court. She's just filing a motion for contempt. But she serves him three days before court. How the fuck is that legal? So the contempt is what? Not, not complying with the order? Correct. Yeah. But you couldn't comply with your order because you you were served after the date. And another thing, the contempt is for knowingly and willingly disobeying an order. You didn't you didn't disobey anything. You didn't deny anything. You asked for the order. Yeah, I asked for the original order. Yeah, you didn't fail to comply. You were waiting for the order. So here's the another thought. I, I, I mean, I haven't read through all this. I, I don't really know the whole situation. But it seems like what they're trying to do is get you to bring the child to a doctor, right? Well, no, they want me to bring a child, the the property, to their office and give them the property. I was supposed to give them the property on, on the 19th of November. Hold on. Oh, hold on. I think there might be confusion. Are you looking at the letter, Paul? I'm looking at, uh, well, I, I just, uh, the stuff that Leo sent today, I was looking at that. I haven't read the whole thing. He, he, uh, uh, Vital's looking at the first five pages that I sent you, Mike. Okay. I, I then, was looking at that letter the other day where they're saying he might, uh, he might be experiencing bone pain. He might be doing this. Right, right, right. He but, might but, be doing this. Yeah, but that's the email she sent yesterday. So she sent right. me that seemed email like yesterday. It seemed like she was trying to work things out uh, with you and uh, convincing you to take the child to a doctor. 
Yeah, but this this uh, this court date for this Friday was decided la- it was decided December fourth because it was it was they brought it to a judge on December fourth to to have a court on on the eleventh, right? So there was before this email that you sent you or whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, on on Friday, December fourth, they decided to uh, to hold a, a court date on the eleventh. And she emails me on the seventh, saying all she wants is the the dentist or the dentist, the doctor. Okay. So, so why not contact her and uh, tell her, um, sure, I'd love to bring my child to a doctor. Um, uh, you know, uh, if you're honoring uh, me, uh, you know, let me know that you're honoring me. I'll bring the child. I just want to be paid uh, ahead of time. Yeah, I was I was kind of thinking something like that, but the thing um, is, they they just they don't send let they I've never received a letter from them. Like they send nothing yeah, in writing. They're avoiding, they're avoiding the mail. Yeah, nothing is ever date dated or uh, signed. Because uh, I mean that's uh, you know if. Uh, if you did that, it would kind of put the burden back on them. So do yeah, I? I don't. I don't think he, he should be acknowledging emails whatsoever. No. See if well, I acknowledge kind of late for that, but. But she she sent an email September eighth that I ignored. It was the same thing about the doctor, and then they and then they held secret courts, right? It's like when she sends me an email, it's because they've already held court and they've already decided something. And then I find out three or four days later or whatever, right? I mean, when you sent that email back uh, and, you know, you should have followed up. You should have followed up. Next time they email you, uh, you just follow up and say, hey, you've been told this is not a proper email to, for your use, uh, for you to use. That's a different email, I believe. Yeah. What do you mean? The last email that you're talking about, they sent it to a public website. This email okay. didn't serve them. It was a, it was his private email. Right. So at, at, that's what I'm saying. On that one, I would I would write and say, hey, I never give you permission to use this email to to contact me. So he's so he's confirming that he's getting their emails. Good. But no, it, it, I'm not don't, fucking stupid. Don't do that. Why would you acknowledge you're getting their emails? Why would you beg for improper service? Why would you? No, I would say I would say do not use this email again. Okay, so you're confirming that you're getting emails. You're confirming that the email is good and it's all hunky dory. That's a good way to get a hold of you. Now they okay, know. So. Now. Now they know that they can get a hold of them by email. They're no, already, they've been giving notice that already, not to use this email. They're already pushing for substitute service. They they want to get around proper service. They want to serve them by email so they can fuck them over when he doesn't respond to an email he didn't get. They're setting them up. Right. And you're trying to convince them it's a good idea to acknowledge it. No, I'm saying if uh, if you give them notice not to use that email, you're proving that you get the emails. 
Okay, so how would you do it? What? So how would you do it? I wouldn't. I'd ignore it. That's what I've been saying the whole time. Fucking ignore it. It's an email. What is an email? It's not proper service. I never opened that email. So why would you tell them that you get their emails just so you can ignore them? I would just ignore them. Like, I think Carl telling him to acknowledge that he got the email was a huge mistake. Like, Carl just automatically assumes that everybody can run into the U.S. Marshal's office and start beacon off. Carl seems to think that everybody can run into the sheriff's office and start barking orders at the sheriff. Carl thinks that people can just run into CPS offices and say, give me my shit back. It doesn't work for the average Joe. Carl shouldn't be telling people this. Carl, well, that's one thing. The, the other thing is when, when there's somebody else helping, I don't think, you know, uh, going and asking uh, advice uh, on the backside or, you know, it, it just confuses things. It's okay, like, if you might contacted Carl and said, hey, I'm having this situation, I'm helping this man, whatever, and this has come up, how do you think I should handle it? And then he'll say, well, do this. And then you could say, well, that wouldn't be good because then, you know, this is happening and this happened, right? But when, like, Lee was talking to you or, or anybody else, Lee was talking to you, then he's talking to Carl, then he's talking to Gus, you know, it, it, you know the other people don't know what you've been doing, what, what your um, strategy is, and, and what the advice that they give, if it is not run by you before it's done, it could mess what, you know, what you've been trying to do. Yeah. Cause I was telling them to, uh, ignore the emails and then Carl told them to call. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I remember mentioning that the, I said, well, shouldn't I ignore emails? He goes, ah, oh, fuck, you know, they're going to kick down your door, blah, blah, blah. Phone them, tell them you need the original. Yeah, they weren't going to kick down your door, or they would have already. Well, they would have since February 20th, yeah. Like, this has been dragging along for a hell of a long time, though. We're, we're, yeah. we've, we've been under threat since February 20th. Okay. Yeah, it's the same old thing. They're scrambling, sending other offices after you, all, all kinds of bullshit. Yeah, I know. Like, there was there was a bunch of stuff I, I saw in those five pages that were just ridiculous, but a lot of them don't really matter. They're minor points. Like, I would, I would rather file just one notice, but I think there's a couple more things we have to cover. I don't think just one would cover it, but I don't really like the idea of filing five, six notices all at once. Okay. I know it's kind of a pain, too, because I also don't like putting two or three things in the same notice. So it's kind of, you're stuck. You have to do one or the other, but I like to limit. It's, it goes back to um, the old thing where if you were the king, you just say off with your head, and that's it. There's nothing else to say. Yep. So if you're filing 50 notices in three weeks... It shows that you're throwing everything in the kitchen sink at them because you're scared and panicking. 
mm-hmm. makes you look insecure or afraid. Oh, yeah, and that's why I was talking about filing the duplicate uh, uh, notices if you already sent them by registered mail. Um, so here's the other thing. Um, I mean, I, I'm reading this a little bit, and uh, it sounds like, uh, you know, it's, you know, uh, uh, they're talking about somebody they have the jurisdiction over. So when did they acquire jurisdiction? Well, yeah, they have that's, Well, that's part of... Um, I was that's I don't know if I actually put it in anywhere. I, I've kind of I, I started putting a few points together in groups like trying to assemble a couple of notices. But I think I was doing that for the stand for the uh for the one where he's never met the director, he's never had any contract, never caused any harm, loss or injury. Therefore there she has no standing and there is no jurisdiction. Kinda because they're all closely related, kind of squeeze them all into the same notice. That way we can have one less notice. All right. So this uh, this uh, uh, order of November 17th is the one that you're talking about that didn't get served until so later? Yeah. And when was the child supposed to be turned over, whatever? On the 19th. The respondents have failed to deliver the child timely to the record in accordance with the court order granted on the 19th. I think... Uh, I mean, November 17th. I think how it worked out is he got the email four hours before the deadline. Oh, but you're not you're not paying attention to the email, or is that the no, is that the service they're talking about? Yeah, that's the service they're talking about. And then they they served me a day after, and they're saying that that I was served by mail. So have them have them prove that they served you. Well, they have an affidavit here, uh, with a tracking well, number. Where's the proof? The affidavit is one thing, but where's the physical evidence? that you were served. What about if you went home, uh, you know, for three days? Well, when did you get the hard copy of the order? On the 25th of November. How was that given to you? Well, I was given by mail, regist- uh, registered mail or express postal. I thought you said you never sent anything by mail. Huh? On the 26th days... I you, you never mailed you yeah, they mailed me a certified copy by mail. But see, that's another oh. problem is I think Carl's wrong. I don't think they're required to give the original order. I don't think they have to give them a signed ink copy, a blue ink copy. But I can require that as a man, well, right? I don't, think- I don't think it really matters if it's an original copy. You can always challenge it. The point is, as long as you know who's ordering it. Yeah, but that's not the point. The point is, he's saying, like he's saying, I'll bring my kid in when I get an original, the original order. But I don't think they have to give him the original order. Well, I think they would. They would when the when you show up with a child. No. Yeah. Then. 
But as long as somebody signed it and 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 certifying that they signed it or whatever, then you you know who you know who you're you're dealing with, who you're billing. In her affidavit, she said that you agreed that you will follow the order, but you need the original. I said, I, I, I want to follow all orders. Hmm? I want to fulfill all orders. And I said, that's how I make money. So it kind of looks retarded that she's saying you want to fulfill all orders. You just require a copy of the original. Then she didn't serve it until how many days late? And she and didn't even serve the original. And then she's saying you didn't follow the order. I told her. Wait a minute. She didn't, she didn't meet his requirement. Huh? She didn't meet his requirement of the original. She only sent the certified copy. Yeah, but I don't think they have to. That's what I keep saying. They don't have to. I think Carl's wrong. But that's not what the man requested. The man requested the original. I Okay. So what if he requested a hundred quadrillion dollars? They don't have to do it. There's no obligation whatsoever. Why would they? And that's the point. And then he doesn't have to comply with the order. No, that's fucking retarded. He's or he's telling them to do something they don't have to do. They're not required by anything to give them the original. They would be stupid for them to do that. If you're ordered to do something and you contact and say, I'd be glad to do that order if you pay me four quadrillion. No. What's no? Wouldn't they have to count the offer or something? No. They'll just say that's not how the law works. Sorry, pal. Hire a lawyer. Well, like what law? They order the man to do something. Okay, I I order you to go rob the bank right now. Fucking do it. Right, and it's my choice to do it or not do it. Okay. No, I'm not going to do it. So I'll go rob the bank if you pay me in advance four quadrillion dollars. I think you're missing the point. What do you mean? They made an offer to him. He counter-offered. No right or authority to demand the original. Nobody is obligated by law to give him that. It's actually contrary to how you would lawfully deal with a, a situation like this. So if, um, if, if, somebody order, if somebody says... Okay, look at it this way. Look at it this way. Let's say they sent him the original and he runs it through the shredder. And then he goes to court and he says, what order? Where's the original? Oh, we don't have the original. We sent it to you. Oh, I don't have it. No original, no case. See ya. They'd be fucking retarded to send him the original. Because then they have no evidence. None. So when would he get the original? They can't give up their original. Not only that, it's their property. So when he's completed the order? No, then I... he gets 
I think that's when he gets the the, the original order. See, I don't know. I just think it's a slippery slope, but I'm pretty sure they're not obligated to give the original. They keep it in full trial. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it really matters as long as you know who's ordering it, who's responsible. That's the important thing. You want to know who's going to compensate you? Who you? You know who you're going to go after if you're not compensated. Well, I always want I, I want compensation prior to completing the order. Right. So now you know once you get the a copy of the order, you, now you have somebody to communicate with. I'd be glad to fulfill this order. Um, you know, uh, upon advance a payment in advance of whatever. Yes, I don't know. I don't know who to write to. Maybe to everybody. I'm not sure, but just say uh, if this is your order, I require the bond or insurance policy and X amount of dollars in advance. Like I don't know if you should send it to the judge because he signed it and put on there. If this is not your order, if this is Carly's order, please let me know. If this is not your order, please, uh, I require to know whose order it is so I can send the bill to the, the proper man or woman. And you want insurance policy because harm could come to your property. Well, a bond will take care of that. Well, that's insurance policy. A bond is in, uh, a type of insurance policy. But I don't want a bond where I have to do a claim for the bond. I want a bond with like a a, a bond uh, with value that I can just cash at any time, right? Well, Carl talks about the bond when uh, he wanted in advance to go to call, have his insurance man check it and make sure that it was valid. Yeah, like when you when you get the bond, you you secure the bond. Like you take it into the bank or take it to whoever and make sure it's good. Yeah, make sure there's value in it. Yeah, like if, if they just show up with a like if they just show up to your house with a warrant and a bond, which they'll never bring the bond. But if they show up to your house with the warrant and the bond and you'll say, Okay, yeah, no problem. They slap the cups off you they slap the cuffs on you, you never see the bond ever again. Yeah. But here at court also, if let's say he orders imprisonment or whatever, then I can still require a bond. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna order you to, to prison. You don't think so? No, fuck no. Well, they'll they'll put you uh, they they may put you in in jail for contempt. Well, that's what they're trying to do. Comply? No, they won't. Why would they? Well, that's what. So they can take the children. Yeah, my guess is they're just going to set up another court date, make another order, and set up a court date. Especially if you were not properly served. 
You couldn't yeah. comply with the order if you were served after the time to comply with the order. That's why I think that is the biggest notice because an impossibility of law is not required. But see, it's not only it's not only the service mix-up, but he has absolutely no connection to this alleged uh, applicant. Yeah. Holy fuck, it seems I'm dying. But he, he's got no contract, there's no harm, loss, or injury. There's no criminal charges. There's nothing. There's no connection to this alleged applicant whatsoever. There's no contract. There's nothing. Yeah. And they, and they have no jurisdiction. They haven't proven jurisdiction. That is why they keep sending me emails to bring my property to... Um, See, this is the way I see it, Mike and uh, Vital. Give me uh, like five seconds to talk here. I have a tractor. I have, a, I have, th- I actually have three tractors. I have a John Deere a case and a little John Deere. So let's say somebody out of the blue says, "I think your tractor is missing a bit of oil. I require you to bring your tractor to a John Deere dealership." I would look at the guy and say, uh, "Okay, but first, my tractor is worth sixty grand." So give me a bond of 60 grand, and uh, I'll require, you know, uh, let's say uh, 10,000 bucks for the for transporting my tractor there and whatever. And uh, if you give me that up front, fuck, I'll bring it. I'll bring my tractor to uh, the mechanic. And I'm thinking, why in the fuck do you want me to bring my tractor to a mechanic when it's my tractor? Like, if you're stupid enough to pay me to do that, I'll do it. But I, I don't see why. You know, I guess that's that's where I've been thinking for the past week or so. It was like my property, they, I've never signed anybody's right to my tractor or my anything. And they want me to bring my tractor to a John Deere dealership to get service. Well, I don't know, am, am I wrong here or is that what we're is well, that what I'm kind of arguing? That's why I'm saying you've never met her. That's why I'm saying you've never met her. You have no contract with her. There's no harm, loss, or injury. No criminal trouble. There's nothing. No connection to her whatsoever. Right. And the- so, I, so I don't see the point in doing anything until she proves she has some kind of standing. Like if my neighbor came up to me and said that my I haven't done an oil change in my car and I should bring it to the dealership, yeah, tell him to go fuck himself. Bob. Mind, mind your own fucking business. Or change your own oil. But then you could also tell the neighbor, okay, well, give me a uh, hundred grand, I'll do it, because you're like, if he's stupid enough to give me a hundred grand, I'll I'll bring my car in, right? Yeah, yeah but now you want to dance with the devil, you want to contract. Yeah. Okay. Now, now you want to dangle your kid on a fishing line in front of him, carried on a string. You're yeah. going to use your child as bait. Yeah, I know, but I think I think Carl's methodology is doing what I like, you know, the tractor thing there. Yeah, but Carl yeah. knows what he's doing. Carl's got experience yeah, yeah. and confidence. You don't know how to shut your mouth. Yeah, I know. Well, not only that, what Carl does, and he's very good at it, is uh, he just keeps talking. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't acknowledge what they said. He just keeps going down the road that he wants to go. So eventually, you know, they're like, this man isn't listening, right? And he does that on purpose. Yeah. Okay. 
you, on the other hand, uh, and I and uh, most all of us, we try to overcome, we try to listen to what they're saying and try to overcome by some witty thing that we're going to say. Right. And that's the wrong road to go down. Okay. So basically, they have no jurisdiction. They have no uh, vested interest. They have no uh, authority to administrate your property. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're coming with something else that doesn't apply to a man. And another thing, too, is Santa Claus is the applicant. Fucking ridiculous. Where's the man or woman? Santa Claus isn't coming after me. Who's got the suit on? Somebody's trying to hide their identity and come after you as a mailbox. Yeah, well, this Carly Hole, I've sent her a couple of letters that she hasn't answered, and there's one more in the mail going to her. So maybe that's why they're they're trying to move it to a director now, you know, like the instead of using her name. Well, the, those emails that I read, she seemed to, uh, you know, she she seemed to be kindly trying to get you to do something, and uh, you know, if you fall for doing it, then you're kind of complying, uh, and. Uh, but you know, it seemed like if that was answered there uh, in a in a certain way, uh, she may, you know, she may go away. You know, that way you're dealing with it outside of court. Yeah, but she has a lawyer now, and Carly, right, she, and, and they're pretending, and they're pretending Carly's not the applicant now. Carly was the applicant. Now she isn't. They just switched applic. They just switched applica- applicants, and I think they put a new uh, case number. Well, they they have a case number for the lawyer now. So if I if uh, for service he has a specific file for service, a specific file number no, for that's, service. That's not what I mean. Oh. I, I'm talking about the lawyer's file number, and I'm not talking about CPS file number. I'm talking about the case number. Oh yeah, that there's an extra twelve digits though. Or yeah. Yeah, I don't know what what kind of game they're playing, but I don't know if they're if they're charging you with contempt in family court or if they're charging you with contempt in another like if they're opening a new case for the contempt. I'm not sure what they're trying to pull. Well, it's in the provincial court of Alberta now. See, the, it, it used to be uh, like the court, you know, the, the, the court file number has the CPS number and now a new number. And then it says court, provincial court of Alberta. And uh, the center is preserver. So they try to over, overwhelm you with process. But see, another thing that's important is I don't know what those numbers are. Yeah, I like don't. Like that CP number, it could be the child and family services file number. It could be civil proceeding number. It could be the actual case file. I don't know what CP means. Well, that's the case file they gave me, that CP028. That's the that's the case number. They, that's the number I'm supposed to use for filing or whatever. That's the case number they gave me, like the case file number. 
well, that's the number they gave you, but what if they gave you the wrong number on purpose? CP, criminal process? Well, it's, it's civil contempt. Sorry, can I just jump in there for a second? I've been listening for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Who's that? My wife. Oh, it's sorry. Hi, Melanie. I'm just wondering because uh, the, the family court, it's every, what is it, every... Third Tuesday. Third, third, yeah, so this Friday is not family court. That's a different court. Hmm. Right? Well, they could be having a special session. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be family court, but I don't know. Who knows? Well, I mean, it's a matter of making a phone call tomorrow and getting some clarification. A recorded phone call. Okay, what yeah. are the, what what questions? Can somebody write me down questions that I need to clarify for tomorrow morning? What is this about? What what's the process? What's the court? What's you know? Ask all the questions. Who's the plaintiff? Who's bringing the action? What's going to happen? What is it about? And I ask, who, my clerk? Whoever answers the phone. If they don't know how to answer the question, you tell them to pass you to somebody else they can. And so do you ask what case number you should file the notice in? Obviously. Or... Well, um, maybe ask her to look up the first case number and ask her, is this family court, criminal court, civil court, traffic, what kind of court is this number? And then ask her the second number, is this one family court, is this traffic court, is this civil court, criminal court, young offender court? And basically, you know, act like, you know, you don't know anything. Let them answer the questions. Yeah, don't wear your presumption pants. Let them answer it. Ask the question and shut up. Okay. And don't don't get all angry and and start getting into an argument. Okay. No, you're just getting information. You know, it's you know, I don't know. You know, I would say something like. I don't know anything about court. I don't know what this is about. Uh, you know, I, I need some clarification. Can you, you know, explain what this is about? And then play it like that all along. What does that mean? Uh, okay, what, what, what's expected of me now? What happens next? You know, that type of stuff. And if she says I can't give legal advice, Say, oh, I'm not asking for legal advice. I'm asking for clarification on process and procedure. What is legal advice? Are they, yeah, uh, I, would, are I, they... I wouldn't go getting. I wouldn't go getting all ridiculous, like asking what is legal advice. I would keep it as normal as possible. Play dumb, but just. Uh, just say, oh, I'm not asking for legal advice. I just don't know the procedure. And if she says hire a lawyer, say, well, I don't know if I, I don't know what to tell a lawyer. 
I, I have no clue what's going on. What am I going to say to a lawyer? Yeah. Say what? Do, okay, do I go to... You, you're giving me legal advice that I should go seek a lawyer. That's what I was going to say. Is that legal advice? Which 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 lawyer should I go look for? I don't even know what the case is about. I don't even know what this is about. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, well, you, you're you're telling me to hire a lawyer. I don't even know. Is it supposed to be a criminal lawyer, a family lawyer, probate lawyer? Yep, and also find out about, you know, what's the last thing that were filed and, and that other case that you were talking about with the notices that you mailed in, and uh, basically just ask questions on both on both cases if there's two different cases. You can even ask, you know, who, who filed this, you know, um, who's the plaintiff, that type of stuff, who's the woman that signed the complaint or whatever, man or woman. But see, I think it's also funny that the applicant has never signed any documents. Like if I'm, if when I was in family court with my ex years ago, I was the one that started the case. And I went in, my lawyer had all the forms on his computer, he filled them all in, printed them off, and I had to sign them. Well, somebody's got to be signing these pieces of paper. The applicant has to sign something. Well, actually, Carly was a commissioner of oaths for uh, a lot of these affidavits. No, Carly was a caseworker. Yeah, Carly is a caseworker. And then there was an affidavit from uh, Caroline saying that she did send the email or did mail. And then Carly actually is the commissioner of oaths for that, for that affidavit. She's so. not a commissioner of making oaths. Wow. Look at it again. It says, Carly, a commissioner for oaths in the Alberta. My commission, uh, commission expires uh, March. Are you uh, serious? I, I'm serious. She commissioned this affidavit. What? Like Carly or Carla? Carly is the one that, that was the original applicant. Carly Hoag, the woman, the CPS woman. On on the the second email I sent that, you, if you, what I'm asking, who is the commissioner for taking oaths? Was it Carly or Carla? Carly, I think you have the answer. Yeah, Carly. Hold. No, she's not a commissioner for taking oaths. I don't know what the fuck she's trying to pull, but she can't. She's not a commissioner. Well, on on the second email I sent you, Mike, if you look at the affidavits, she commissioned those affidavits. And, well, and, 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 and the name, the, the the second page I sent you, the name of caseworker is Carly Hoke. Okay, and then she she does her affidavit, and then and then this Lisa commissioned it, and then on the second affidavit it's Caroline that signed it, and then it's Carly Hoke that commissioned it. It's like they're they're commissioning, you know the. The commission is like a notary. Yeah, she's she's now Carly's trying to say she's an officer of the court. But uh, I have her stamp here, or I mean, you, you'll see her stamp on the on the third page. She commissioned it. She commissioned the the 
what's the name there? Caroline, whatever, affidavit. The commissioner for oats and, and for... I don't know about this. This is kind of weird. Well, it's, it's like, it's like the, it would be like me telling my neighbor to bring his tractor to the whatever, and then my friend commissions that, and then I commission his thing, and then, you know, it's, it sounds a bit corrupt. Yeah, it's well, it, sounds like, it sounds like she's witnessing, but she's actually involved. But she's not an impartial witness. She's, she can't just witness. She has to. See, I don't know. A commission, like, a witnessing an affidavit is one thing. But Carly's saying she's administered, administering oaths, which is what lawyers and notaries do. A commissioner for taking oaths is basically a notary. But how can how can I be a witness and a commissioner in the same case? Well, first she started as an applicant, and then yeah, like she may as well be suing somebody and verifying and administering oaths and doing everything all herself, and and be the. Uh, yeah. Executioner at the same time. That's what that's what's happening to me in my quiet title uh, action. The attorney is trying to be witness and attorney at the same time. Yeah, I don't know how she can be. I don't know how she can be the applicant, the witness, and the commissioner. That's like saying, okay, you lie on your documents and I'll witness it, then I'll lie on my documents and you witness it, and then we'll sue somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole fucking thing stinks to hell, but whatever, I'm in it. She still got that court order approved anyway. Yeah, I don't know. This is uh, <laughs> this is pretty ridiculous. Well, the whole thing is, you know, when you look at, at it, like from, you know, 10,000 feet above the air, looking at the whole situation, it's absolutely all retarded. But it, like, even parts in it get, get retarded. It just, yeah. you know. But so do we at fo- the same time, it keeps getting worse. <laughs> like, no, we're threatened to be arrested. Well, civil contempt, I, I, you know, it's, I don't know, they're just trying to basically get you to comply by intimidating. Yeah, but what if we lose that case on Friday? Say that again? I'm just saying, what if on Friday, because Friday, supposedly, it's to kind of argue that we're not in civil contempt, but what if we fail? 
or what if Leo fails? Because I, I, I guess I'm not going, so I don't know. Well, Mike, I just want to confirm that. Like, I'm the only one who's going to show up on Friday, correct? Like, would you agree with that? Well, they have no jurisdiction over either one of us, but if nobody shows up, they're going to do whatever they want. Correct. But but I'm planning on showing so up. So I, I don't have to attend, even though I've been served. And I'm also supposedly a respondent or whatever. Um... Hmm. Normally, a husband can speak for the wife and vice versa. Well, that's another thing, too. I, I already mentioned that um, it will probably be a good idea to somehow get it on the record that he's the man of the house and he makes all the decisions and they better back off the wife. You want to talk to me about my wife and my kids? That's fine. You don't talk to my wife and kids. And even for service, too. Who is that? Going to her work to serve. Like maybe that could be done by way of Leo writing a letter to somebody telling them that uh, you're harassing my wife at work. You're gonna get her fired. I was also I don't know I don't know how good you how good of friends you are, how much your boss puts up with, but it might be a good idea to have your boss write write a letter to I don't know what her name was, Kim or whatever. And say that the one that came not only is she not only is she disrupting the secretary and you, but also thirty kids or however many kids are in your class. Uh huh. Can can you get Bob to write that letter, Melanie? Like uh, a letter saying I? that. Uh, okay. But so that would be addressed to Kim, right? Well, Kim and Carly were both there, Mike. Like this Carly, this Carly Hogue, which is also a commissioner, was also with Kim at the school. So well, like, was, check this out, Vital. This woman that nobody's ever met before drove four and a half hours and hung out in this town for a week. Yeah. Why? Just to contact. How do you know that? It says, it's, didn't it say in the affidavit or yep. something? She, well, she's from Edmonton. Like, her office is in Edmonton. She drove four and a half hours, well, almost five hours, to uh, to be here for a week to try to contact me. Really? What's your proof of and that? Come to come to talk to me and phone me the next day. Yeah, she visited my wife at school, and she called my wife at school. And my wife kept saying, oh, he wants everything in writing. Just write him. Hey, the post office works. Why are you coming and bothering me yet? Or just say, I, I have no idea what you're talking exactly what she said. I, I don't make the decisions. My husband makes the decisions. Put it in writing and send it to him. And they kept bugging her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because they're trying to create the vision and trying to find out what these two are about. Divide and conquer. And today, and, and today, when she was served, well, what did the guy say? Uh, he asked my oh, wife. Yeah, no. if, he if, asked me. If, he said, uh, I, "I have to ask you one question, but you don't have to answer. Do you feel safe at home?" And I said, "Meaning what?" <laughs> and he goes, "Well, are you free? Like, do you feel, do you feel safe, like secure?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I didn't even know what he meant at first. Like, I had no idea. <laughs> You should have said, actually, no, I'm very afraid. I keep getting uh, 
threats and extortion from Carly and all these other lawyers and everybody's harassing me in my workplace. I don't feel safe going to work anymore. I don't even feel safe talking to you right now. Yeah. But I think they were trying to get her to say that she doesn't feel safe with me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because that's what that's this whole Kim. thing is about. Kim, when she yeah, phoned me after visiting. Oh, sorry. All they're trying to do is is find a weak link. They're just yeah. trying to find any way to get their foot in the door. They're thinking, oh, well, Leo's standing as a man. He's not budging. We're going to have to work the wife and see if we can get her to crack, see if she can confess, see if she'll make some kind of accusation or see if she'll say something stupid. They're just trying to get whatever. They're just trying to get one of us to slip up. Just like we're meeting here and talking about what to do, you don't think they're meeting and trying to find out how to overcome these objections? Mm-hmm. The vacuum cleaner salesman, or roof, you know, a roof sale. They're trying to, you know, get whoever's going to agree to to get the roof done. Yeah. Or buy I, the vacuum. I told my wife what a week or two ago. I said, if you're going to divorce me, uh, wait till this is all over. Because if we have any division or any whatever, it's gonna like, like we'll have no standing, right? Yeah. Like, like we have to be one, one. One voice, right? I think another thing, too, is as soon as they get one kid, you can bet they're going to be working on getting the rest. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they do that all with, the time. Tribal with Carl. Yeah, they take one and they boom, 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 boom. The funny well, thing is, they, they didn't take them. Go ahead, Nick. No, I just said, how do we get, of this, get out of this mess? Because, I mean, I'm I'm losing my mind here. Like, my wife had to go see a doctor because now her, she's having heart problems. Like, it's it's quite stressful. Yeah, well, it is. But the thing is, the thing is to, you know, relax and stay the course and, and believe in what you're doing. I know, but what if now they come and arrest us and they take all three while we're in prison? Then, I mean, then what's, I mean, that's it. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Because that's a good way to get all three at once. I don't think that's going to happen, but if it happens, then, uh, you know, there's a huge claim. And that's what these people need. They need, need, you know, some big claims filed against them. So they don't overstep their bounds. Should we even file a claim against somebody to say like they're harassing or causing harm? I don't know. Um, that's a possibility. I mean, you could do a notice of claim. We, I don't know. I think the idea is you file a claim and then you give them notice that a claim's been filed. Yeah. I think Carl is quite specific. Is you, you don't do a notice of claim. You do a claim, and then you show that you have a claim, right? Yeah. Like, technically, if you say that is my tractor, that's a claim, yeah. but it's not a lawsuit claim. Yeah. It's not a claim of trespass. It's a claim of property. But it's not a lawsuit in any way. 
I mean, what is Leo arguing on on Friday, or what's what is like? I don't know. Uh, From what I understand, uh, I, I, I I don't really argue. I put in notices yeah, no, and I stand on the notices, right? Like I I just want to clarify. Does that make sense, or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, technically, it's an argument. You're making well, not an argument. You're arguing your point. You're making it clear. Yeah. But. You don't have to use the word argue or anything anyway, so it doesn't really matter. The idea is that, sorry, we're not in civil contempt, so how, what kind of notice do you... Uh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> sorry, I feel like I'm asking stupid questions. I'm just... Uh... No, you're trying to get you're trying to get information, so it's not a stupid question. And, and, and one thing that they could maybe do is grab Medini and bring her to court, right? And they force you to go to court? Um, they would have to go and get an arrest warrant or a pickup order, uh, rid of whatever oh, they okay. call it. Okay, if okay. I think. Yeah, like if you don't if you don't show up to court, the judge could issue a bench warrant. But if, right. whenever there's a bench warrant, you just turn yourself in and say, "I wasn't aware that I had to attend court. How about a new court date?" And they'll just drop the charge and give you a new court date. Okay. Sometimes you can just do it over the phone. Just saying, I wasn't even aware that I had to attend. I just, uh, I just found out that there's allegedly a warrant out for my arrest for missing court, and uh, it was just a mistake. I wasn't aware I was supposed to be there. I just need a new court date, and we're good. They can probably just give you a new court date over the phone. But I don't think it'll matter because I don't have to go to court. I can hire a lawyer to go to court for me. So you don't have to go to court because your husband's going to go to court. Right, right. Okay, okay but at the same time, time, is that... The husband's got power of attorney. What's that? But does he have to serve a notice saying that, that he's acting on my behalf as well, or what? Is that... Should, that, should he... File a notice into this case. Um, I think automatically, husband has power of attorney for the wife, and vice versa. Yeah, when 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 a man or woman get married, they're one now. Yeah. Okay. Which is why, according to the common law, the wife and the kids are all property of the man. The the, the reason is like it it goes way back to the Bible, but a man is the head of the household. And the wife is the property of the man, which is why if I want to marry somebody, I go to her father and, quote, ask for her hand in marriage, and the father will give the daughter to me, and she Mm -hmm. becomes my property. And the reason for that is because if my wife does something stupid, I'm liable for it, and I'm, I'm the one that has to pay it, and I'm the one that will go to jail. It's kind of like, it it sounds bad, but if my dog is my property and my dog gets out of the backyard and bites somebody, the dog doesn't get sued. The dog doesn't go to jail. The man is liable for his own property. So if you are Leo's property, you can't go to jail. Leo can go to jail, and that way you'll still be at home to take care of the kids. But so if I don't show up Friday and Leo does, then I should be 
safe per se, except last time they did not recognize Leo there, like Leo's, you know, like, I mean, they didn't know him as being present. Yeah, it was yeah. just a gentleman named Leo was there. But but here's another way of looking at it. Did they throw anybody in jail? Did they issue any warrants? They knew they couldn't. Leo was there and they knew it. They could have issued a warrant for the arrest of the person known as Leo Samard. But they they could have just grabbed him right there. Yeah. And they knew better. Well, they're causing, they would be causing a man harm uh, and, while they're uh, trespass on his property or attempt to trespass. So just to, to go back a step there, you were saying if my boss would be willing to write a letter to Kim or to Kim, right, or Carly? The thing is, we don't have Kim's address. We, uh, no. She, it's an Edmonton office, and there's no address. Like, we don't know. We, we can't write a letter to her. We can send her an email, and that's it. We have no return address. Yeah, you, could, you, could, you, could find, you could find out the address. I uh, Googled. I searched. She's, like, at a head office of CPS. She's, like, at the head office. And there's, there's, no, there's no address. But see, I don't, know, I don't know how well you get along with the, the people at, at school, your boss or whatever, but... Um... They are mandated reporters, so they're supposed to be cooperating with CPS. Mm-hmm. But yeah. CPS has no business showing up at the school. They know how to get a hold of Leo. They know the address to mail stuff to. There is absolutely no reason to be bugging you at school. Mm-hmm. If it was a debt collector that did it, it'd be a big problem. So it's, why? Wh- like why the, letter, the letter from your boss, I would say, should say something like, um, this this matter has nothing to do with the school and you're harassing my employee and it's inappropriate for you to be coming to the school. Not only are you disrupting the secretary, you're disrupting Melanie. But she's going, now these kids in the classroom are unattended or I have to get another teacher to cover for her. And on top of all that, now she's all stressed and confused and preoccupied when she gets back to the class. How is she supposed to perform her job when you're stressing her out? Did Did you take notes, Melanie? Yeah, yeah, it went pretty quick. Well, I, don't, I might uh, have missed stuff. Well, it's recorded. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you want to go into that much detail, but you know, just it's you know, it's inappropriate to come in the, and uh, harass an employee in the in, in the work site or the workplace. Get them to say we're willing to provide you with an address to write to them. Yeah. Because my wife uh, will will email her boss tomorrow, you know, asking for a letter like that, and that can go off. Uh, she probably she probably talk in person if you can. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's probably important to get this letter off as soon as possible, but I guess it won't be before court. Well, it won't be before court, but I don't think they're going to be, um, I, don't, I don't think they're going to be harassing anybody at school in the next few days. No, yeah. So that letter would go to Carly, right? Carly and Kim. 
Yeah, but CC Kim, we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> just, just at the bottom, just say, I require you to forward. You could write the. Um, I don't know. Could. Uh-huh. Would it make sense to have her forward the um, Kim's copy to her? Yeah. Because we could, you, you can mail it with two two envelopes, and one to Carly, one to Kim, and both mail it to Peace Server, and uh, on the envelope just say something like "Please forward to the Edmonton office" or something. You know, so I to, think when you put both put both letters in the same envelope to Carly and right. tell Carly to send it to Kim. Right. Yeah. Uh, just put that. Uh, Kim has failed to supply it to provide me with a mailing address. Therefore, I require you forward this to her. A return address, yeah. Another possibility is writing a notice into the into the case um, to uh, refrain from uh, uh, harassing her at work. Uh, then we're going to end up filing 300 notices. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll have to see if my boss is willing to get involved like that. <laughs> but other than that... Uh, he will. We'll just give him a... Whatever. We can bribe him. But the the point is that, um, you know, uh, there's a way to serve. And, and, uh, and I'm sure there's rules about serving. And these people are not using the mail, but they're driving five hours... To go harass somebody at work. See, I see it as them showing that they're failing, and then they're they're just like they're doing a whole bunch of stupid things. So the way I see it is like they're failing, but they're just trying a whole bunch of things, right? Yeah, well, they're desperate. They're yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're desperate. Yeah. They're so used, they're so used to having people jumping through hoops and complying. Yeah, yeah. So now they're driving five hours. They're doing this. They stayed here a week. She even complained to Melanie that. You know, she has to go back to Edmonton soon, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, but at the same time, that, she can't be that bright if she had to. She can't be that bright if she hung around for a week trying to find out where she works. It was a paid vacation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, why we didn't but spend so no Why is the judge holding for this? Sorry. Yeah, okay, let me go ahead. No, I said if if it, I mean if they're screwing up and they have nothing, why is the judge falling for this and approving the order and like I don't get the it. The judge doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, th- well, the judge might know what's going on, but he um, they're all statutory actors. They're all on the same team. But that's how they make their money. Family court is probably it's one of the biggest money makers they have. Yeah, family court, probate, divorce, those are huge money makers. Like think about family court, they have they have usually family courts a man against a woman and they're fighting over kids. So now the guy gets a lawyer, the girl gets a lawyer, they're both paying lawyers, they're paying filing fees, they're they're the the court's charging off rental of the courtroom, all like the judge, the clerk, uh, the bailiffs, everybody else is getting paid. And on top of that, they're going to end up ordering parenting classes, 
maybe child psychologists. They're going to get mediators involved, uh, guardian ad litems. In case you don't know, that's lawyers for the kids. So the the money they can make is endless. Yeah, but and, they're all in. Sorry, in our situation, because uh, like, they keep bringing up his cancer and that it could progress and all that. Like there is, that's. I mean, they're playing the safety. They need to get him out to medical care situation. So you were you were very close. But if you read it, she's saying Leo may be giving Simon MMS. Uh, Simon may be experiencing hidden side effects. Oh yeah. It, it's maybe this, maybe that could possibly be at risk. Something could. What, what evidence? Do they, what evidence do they have about any MMS or any of that stuff, or whatever it is? Oh no, they don't. But they have those like neuroblastoma thingy saying that I don't know. Well, where what? Progress. Where but then, they, I mean, again, it could, but it's they don't have a proof of anything. It's just. No, but what? Why did? How did MMS pop into their heads? Oh, because of a from post on social media, some media somebody uh, emailed a snapshot or shot, a screenshot of a social media. I think. Somebody did what? I guess somebody, somebody uh, emailed them, emailed CFS, a uh, screenshot about us giving him MMS, and it was on a social media. We don't know which one. <laughs> Mm. On, on social media, so yeah, like Facebook. How did you find out? How did you find out they got a screenshot? Oh, that's in the the very first affidavit we received from Carly. She mentions that somewhere. The first <laughs> fifteen pages I sent there. Yeah. But even there, she says there's still. Uh, she doesn't know. Well, that's another thing, too. Do you see how much of a doctor she thinks she is? Yeah. Like, she's sitting there explaining all this doctor stuff. Like, my doctor doesn't explain stuff to me in that kind of detail. Would she go on Wikipedia or something? Yeah. And not only that, she starts explaining, because I'm a bishop of the church of, you know, the MMS there. And she's she I guess she went on the website and she starts explaining what what members and and whatever of of uh, that church believe. Well, is that where she started calling you a sovereign citizen and all that crap? Yeah, yeah, like oh, a yeah, free, man, free man on the land, yeah. And that's there's a claim. Right, there's a claim right there. She's uttering all this stuff into the public, and it's all based on hearsay, electronic hearsay. So the the claim would be she's uh, uttering uh, false statements, or well, uh, that's, that's just one possible claim. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, because all she has is like, yeah, yeah, these. Uh, no, but I mean, uh, she's implying in there that if she's, anybody enters her property, they're going to get shot at. Yeah, yeah. That's why they won't, they, they won't come to my property. Yeah, because we're, we're waiting for them with guns, apparently. And, and then I have a helicopter that takes 
pictures, like uh, those drones there. Oh, and Leo is an expert. What was it? A gunsman, and we have a gun range and and a fence, and yeah, like I mean. <laughs> you have a fence. Well, I have a fence that was built in 2008, and in You're here, a, in here. Only, only, Only terrible people build fences. Yeah, and then in here it implies that I built the fence in uh, within a week. Like it, After it, it hearing implies... of the apprehension order, yeah. Yeah. Or something like sounds, that. Yeah. Sounds like all property to me. Yeah. How how dare you make sure your chickens are safe? Yeah. It says Leo Seymour is a member and has been designated a bishop for the church to or for the Genesis two Church for Health and Healing. This religious belief that all members are exempt from vaccination, um, uh, medication, x-ray, scans, voting, and health insurance mandate. Well, right. Hold on. That was big. She just said religious belief. Bam. They can't interfere with a man's religious belief. It says so in the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Well, that's the first line of the background information. Leo Simard is a member and has been designated a bishop for the Genesis 2 Church for Health and Healing. This religious belief that all members are exempt from vaccination, uh, medication, x-ray, scan, voting, health insurance mandate by human governments or authorities. Yeah. Also, that's all, all that's just blah, 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 blah. He has a religious belief. She believes that you have a religious belief. Exactly. Here with a religious belief, know-how. Okay, so my point is, I thought she's inferring by reading an, an email what I believe, but now you're saying that she can't interfere with that belief, that religious belief. Well, for one, she has no evidence that you have a religious belief anyway, so right. she should keep her trap shut. Right. But if, 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 that is your religious belief. They can't interfere with a religious belief. Like if you have a religious hat on when you go to court, they can't make you take it off. If you oh, believe that, that God exists and God is true, they can't tell you God is not true. They can't tell you that you can't believe in God. So they can't interfere. If God, says, if God says to be kind to your fellow man, no one can tell you to harm your fellow man. Okay, so should I show up on, on uh, Friday, and when they uh, ask my name, I'll say, uh, what is the nature of the name uh, are you looking for? And uh, if he says a person, well, I can say, well, I'm currently I'm a bishop, and you can say Monsignor. I don't know. It's a title. Okay, okay. Okay, so I'll just be a man. No, I'm just... Because you're saying, like, not in the... I mean, what's that man? Are you looking for the legal name or, or the man? Right. I got a better idea. Keep your mouth shut. Okay, 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 okay. Anything that you have to say to them, it has to be on paper. Right, 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 right. So you want me to say anything, huh? I, I never want you to say anything, but I can't really stop you. <laughs> I'll just listen then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to listen for a change? I never listen. I know. I mean, what did you say? I, I listen, but I don't hear. <laughs> I always hear. See, and, the, and on the, 
on the second paragraph, it says the child and family services have been involved with Melanie Seymour and Leo Seymour and their children uh, since January of 2015. But we didn't, we had no clue that they were involved with us or our children, but that's probably when the uh, oncologist uh, like reported us, right? Yeah, well, you haven't been involved with them. They haven't been involved with you. Well, she they might, might be doing. They might be doing something behind your back, or they might be doing something in front of your face. It doesn't mean it involves you. Yeah. They're conspiring behind your back. Mm-hmm. It's a trespass by way conspiracy. And here, there's another idea too. Uh, I, I don't think it's the best way, but another possible claim is nail them all for collusion, conspiracy, whatever. Well, that's what uh, Carl wrote that I claim by way of conspiracy. Or uh, trespass, trespass by way of conspiracy. See, Carl starting to think like me. <laughs> <laughs> he better give credit where credit is due and owing. Yep, right. true to annoying. Okay, but yeah, there's, um, there's there's hundreds of stuff to attack, but I would say stick to just the main ones. Yeah. Like, don't put all your cards on the table at the same time, but hammer them with, like, maybe two, three, possibly four notices. But I would try and limit how much, how much crap you put in their case. Okay. Like, the, kind of the idea is to put a roadblock in front of them, and sit back and watch how they get around it, and right. then put another roadblock in front of them, and then watch them and see how they get around it. Oh my gosh, the wind does this end if it ever does. <laughs> can I put in a, a, a yeah? Can can I put in a notice of uh, discharge? You can't order them to discharge their case. No, you can't. No. Well, plus, if they drop the case, you send you a huge bill. You got to be careful when you're barking orders at people. They might actually comply. Right. So first thing would be to find out which court it's happening, in which court it's taking place on Friday, right? Because it might not be family court. Yeah, I would I would first I would first ask what what this case number is, whether it's family, criminal, traffic, civil, and then do the same for the next number. And then once you find out which which numbers are in which jurisdictions, then ask what's been filed into this case, what's been filed into this case. And then you could also um yeah, I don't know if you should bother. Find out, who the, find out who the parties are. Yeah, I was just getting at, but I'm not sure if that's important to be asking the clerk. Like, she's just going to say, oh, Director, Child and Family Services, Act, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to go around and around with her about it's a what, not a who. 
you could, but I, I think that's just going to make the conversation go bad. And you're going to be accused of circular logic and all that crap. Well, I mean, I would just find out who the, who the parties are, you know, who's the plaintiff, who's, you know, who's the defendant, whatever. And that's it. Get the information. Leave it at that. Uh, I, I presume that I have to file these notices tomorrow, right? Because tomorrow is Wednesday? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Okay, so um, I'll phone in the morning, try to get info, and then uh, try to have four, three or four notices written up, and then I'll text them to you? Or do, are, you, are you thinking of texting me some notices? or? Um, well, I, I kind of wrote down some points real quick, but um, okay. I can I can work on them a little more tonight or tomorrow morning, and then um, once you let me know what's going on after you talk to the clerk lady, then I can fine-tune the notices up a little bit then. Okay, I'll, I'll text you as soon as I know the case numbers, or I mean, I know the case numbers, but, it, but what the case numbers are and... Yeah, it it might be an idea to phone me too in case I'm sleeping, because oh, okay. I, I won't hear I won't hear if you text me, but I'll probably hear the phone. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll and do. So I'll... Don't forget. Don't forget to ask what's the last few things that were filed in each case, and especially find out if those notices that you mailed have been filed. Okay. All right. Yeah, and do it. <laughs> do it. Somewhat early, that way you'll have time to, uh, well, I'll have time to fix up the notices a little better, and then you'll have time to handwrite them and get to the courthouse in time. I have, I have a silly question for you, Mike. Uh, last time okay. I had, I had to serve Carly and do the uh, uh, affirmation of service that I, I served Carly, and then I, I mailed that notice to court, right? Like because I, you have to prove that you served the other side. But in here now, it's now it's saying. In this uh, document, that uh, service is this hardcore, hardcore uh, law group or whatever, Jeffrey M. Hardcourt, like the, the, and then he has a file number, like his file number. So uh, now, now do I just do a because uh, it says address for service and contact? I would ignore him. Okay, so don't. So still, so then I, I would go serve Carly, like I'd mail Carly the notice. Yeah, I would. Okay, so I'll go to court. You're, doing, you're going man to man, so uh, ignoring the attorney is a good idea. He's not a man. Okay, okay. Now, uh, so what I would do is I would mail Carly uh, the four notices, and at, at the same time, I, I, I drive to court, and I, and I do the affirmation of service that Carly has been served. Yes. Okay. And then uh, if they don't want to take, like, I mean, they should... Take take that right. I mean that's not. Uh, they should take it. It doesn't mean they will. And if they don't, like make, like at what point? Because I know you say I talk too much, so just require them to take it. And if they don't, then I just need that in writing that they don't take it. Um. Well, there's. Remember, you have to be very polite. Don't get angry. Don't get snippy. Don't be overly sarcastic. Yeah. But um, you could you could uh, you could thank her for her legal advice, and that'll probably snap her to attention. And you could also 
ask her if she, uh, I was just say like, why are you interfering with my right to access the court? And that'll probably snap her to attention. And then she's, she's going to tell you it doesn't follow the rules. And you could ask her, how do those rules apply to a man? And she'll probably say something stupid like, oh, it applies to everyone. Because she's just going to be some clueless twit working there. She doesn't know the law. Actually, I can't say that. She could be a lawyer. She could actually have a bar card, but she's acting as a clerk. But um, you could also have the attorney general's office phone number on your on your speed dial and then call up the attorney general's office and say, yeah, I'm uh, here at the courthouse and, um, and the clerk here is interfering with uh, my right to access the court. Oh, hold on a minute. Excuse me, miss. What is your name? And just see how that works. Yeah. I see the last time I, I, I did the, I phoned the, uh, Attorney General, and it was the, it went to a mailbox, and the mailbox is full. Pretend <laughs> like you're talking to them. Ah, uh-huh. and leave a message. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, that that's a little bit deceitful. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. Call Mike and pretend you're talking to the Attorney General. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That's deceitful. Just say you're not going to make Mike come all the way down here, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if I have the uh, affidavit of service, or not affidavit, the uh, affirmation of service, then, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of of what they're going to say wrong. but Yeah, see, it's not... It's not proper legal filing, but it is lawful. Okay, yeah. But she does, she's not going to know the difference. Like, it's hard to say how the situation will go, but she just might be sick of dealing with you and just file it. She might say something like, well, I'll stamp it and I'll put it in the file, but I got to tell you it's not proper. Yeah. But if she says it's not proper... Or it doesn't follow the rules. I don't care. No, 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 no. When she says, well, according to the Child and Family Services Act and the rules of civil procedure, you have to blah, 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 and just keep your big mouth shut until she goes on with her big, long spiel. Don't interrupt. And as soon as she's done, say thank you for your legal advice and your judicial determination. However, I believe that is up for a judge to decide I just require you file these into the case file immediately. Here's the case number. And you could also say, well, both parties are mentioned, and there's the case number. It's signed and it's dated. Mm -hmm. I require you to file these immediately. And then on this new case, uh, Carly's not mentioned as the applicant, so... Uh, it gets confusing because you don't put the director of whatever, right? Like you don't put as the party, like the applicant now, it's the director, comma, child. Well, if Carly is the applicant in one case, she's the applicant. Okay. And if the director is the applicant in the other case, then she's the applicant. 
the director is. Or you yeah. mean Curly? Okay, uh, director. Okay, I see. No, 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 no. Read their documents. One yeah. document says applicant Carly. One document says applicant director. Director. So Carly is the applicant in one. Director is the applicant in the other. You got to leave it the way they have it. Uh, okay. But then when I do my affirmation of service for the second one there, normally you would serve the applicant. So I can't serve the director. Why not? Well, I, I don't have an address. All I have is the, the address for service is that lawyer there for the director. So do I just... That's what I'm kind of confused so about. Senator Derek Gale of him. Okay. Uh, Care of who? Care of uh, whoever the attorney is. But yeah, well, yeah, but now you're telling him to acknowledge the lawyer. Yeah. Well, no, he's just doing it, Kara, because that's the only the only address that's there to to contact. He's an agent for her. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. It's just because I want to. You're, you're all you're doing is contradicting yourself. You're saying the lawyer doesn't exist, but I'm going to send this to the lawyer's address because that's where the Chinese writing on the paper told me to send it. It just. For the affirmation of service, if I put the wrong name on there, if I put Carly and they say, well, that's not that, then... then I don't know what you mean. The, the document says applicant Carly. The other document says applicant director. Right. So send it to... Send it care of the address of Child and Family Services. And just put director, okay. Like if, if if there's a man or woman called director blah, 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 and you have an address, send it to Mr. or Mrs. Director at that address. Oh, okay. At the address of, of Carly's address? Or, or you're saying that address for service? Well, right. she has the, her name in one thing, and it's the same person. And like, I, don't, I don't get why you're making this confusing. Carly's name is there in Carly's address. The address is probably Child and Family Services, right? No, the, the, on the second document of for, for the 11, the address is the lawyer's address. Okay, but... But, but the, the applicant where, is there. Hold on, hold on. Where does Carly work? At the CPS office. Where does the director work? Oh, at the CPS office. Yeah, I see what you mean. And if not... If not, one of her subordinates has a duty and obligation to get it to her. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Sorry, Mike. I just don't want to clarify that. See, here's another thing. For service, you're only required to send it to the last known address. If that's the only address you have, that's where you send it. And I'm, I'm sure if you've done any research on the Sovereign Citizen site, no. you've seen the old notice agent is notice to principal, notice to principal is notice to agent. You don't have to write that on the paper, but what it means is if you work for Bob, you get this to Bob. If Bob works for you, Bob gets this to you. Okay. If you send it care of that address, they're going to forward it to her, they're going to fax it to her, they're going to get it to her somehow. Okay. 
So in the affirmation of service regarding that case number, I am and serve the attached notice, blah, 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 or the attached for notices on Director, comma, Child Family Services Act by way of Canada Post Registered Mail. Tracking yep. number, blah. So basically, I don't put the name Carly Hogue. I put Director, comma, Child, Youth, and Family. No, they're two different cases, two I different know, people. But for for two, for the notices for tomorrow is going to be that second case. So I'm going to be serving serving that case, right? If it's a different case. Yes. In fact, if the director is the applicant in that case, you serve the director in that case. Right. So I serve the attached on director, comma child by way of Canada Post. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I I write it the same way the applicant's written here. Yes, exactly the same. Yeah, if, yeah. That, if, that's what, if that's what she says her name is, that's what her name is. Who are you to argue? No, no, exactly. Right. Unless tomorrow morning they say there's only one case. Like they say, if they tell me it's only one case, then it's just one case. One case file. Well, if they say there's just one case, holy crap. Because... I don't think that they can hold you. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what they're doing with all that. That's the whole reason that we have to um, find out which case is which. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's better just to wait and find out what, what the clerk lady says. Okay. Is it possible she tells me she can't give me any information over the phone? I don't know why she would say that. It's uh, another another thing you got to remember is this is out in the public now. It's a public record. Anybody has access to it. Like they might give you some kind of nonsense about, oh, it's private information. It involves children. Blah blah blah. It's all a bunch of crap. They brought it out in the public. It's in the public. Okay. Okay. I'll try to. Uh get as much info as I can tomorrow and then text you and then I'll I'll phone you also. I'll text you, yep. wait wait like I'll text you, wait ten minutes and then phone you or whatever. Yep. And then you know ten minutes. Well I don't know. Do you want me to wait longer or less or couple minutes. Two minutes? Okay. You gotta get on him. Otherwise <laughs> he'll be shirking. <laughs> I knew that was coming. You just shirk off. Because I think they get there at 8.30 in the morning, so it would be 10.30 your time, Mike, by the time I can call. So it'll be after 10.30, your time. Like, it'll be... Oh, uh, he'll be he'll be wide awake by then. <laughs> he'll be what? sleeping. You mean there's a 10.30 in the morning, too? Yeah. <laughs> he called me at 9.30 this morning. Oh, man. All right, so we're all set, Ben. Okay. Good luck tomorrow. We'll talk tomorrow. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Yeah, thank you. No problem. No problem. Good night. Good night, guys. Good night, John Boy. (laughs) Good night, Grandpa. (laughs) All right, Mike. All right.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.